Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by my co-host Taylor Wells. Uh, Taylor, what's going on, my dude? Nothing too much. Just uh, ready for the new week to begin, and hopefully getting some time in soon because I want to. I want to take another crack at the Wind Waker. Nice. Uh, we we are also joined by the pride of Long Island, world record holder, Kevin O'Rourke. K.O., what's going on, buddy? Hey, Andy. I am doing fantastic. Just doing a little styling and profiling. Glad to be back here with you and Taylor. Kissing the girls and making them cry. Woo! With the horsemen. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, that's right. So we got a good show for you. We missed last week, of course. It was mostly due to me because I had a bunch of technical issues that took a little bit to uh, resolve. But they are resolved now, so we are back on schedule, and uh, we're going to give you a great show to make up for missing last week. Um, but first, before we get there, two things that we should talk about really quickly. The return of Jamie Plays Zelda over at ZeldaDungeon.net. For any of you that are uh, missing out on the series, you got to check it out. One of uh, Mossy's best friends named Jamie has never really played The Legend of Zelda before, and so now he's finally dipping his toes into the world of Hyrule. He played uh, he played Ocarina of Time last last time. That's I right, I believe. And now he is in Two Links Awakening. That's so right, very it topical. Also played Link to the Past. And yeah, and Link to the Past. So there you go. Go and check that out. Uh, he's a funny dude. So I'm I'm sure if nothing else, he's gonna make you laugh while he's trying to figure out what is going on on uh, Koholint Island. But, uh, yeah, that's over at uh, Zelda Dungeon's YouTube channel, so make sure that you show that series some love. And I'm going to plug my own stuff here for a quick second. Head on over to Virtual Theater over on SoundCloud.com. We just released a new episode all about Mortal Kombat, the movie. Taylor, what did you think of that episode? Uh, oh, my gosh. There are not words to describe how upset I am with you. And a little bit with gooey. But, it's okay. Y'all's opinions matter. And it, it really is a good episode, I think, for, um, for the casual fan who's looking into the movie and not quite having the same background, maybe, say, as I have uh, looking into the movie. I think they'll probably experience somewhat of the same thing that you guys did. Yeah, so Taylor and I were arguing last week about Mortal Kombat the movie it was pretty fun yeah we don't have enough time in a podcast for me to correct you on all your falsehoods here we go here we go uh so yeah Mortal Kombat is a really bad movie but we had a really good episode all about Mortal Kombat of course we've got some other killer episodes all about terrible video game movies uh Super Mario Bros Street Fighter Doom with Dwayne the Rock Johnson there is like tons of good stuff so um if you're looking for another podcast to add to your queue, head on over to SoundCloud, iTunes, all podcast apps. Check out Virtual Theater, and uh, I don't think that you'll be disappointed. Now, let's get to uh, what we're here to talk about. Or, you know what, maybe before we do, really quickly, we should touch on a, uh, a little revelation, I guess, from the last week about the upcoming remake for Link's Awakening on the Nintendo Switch. I don't know, maybe Revelation is uh, is overselling it, but we saw our first glimpse of uh, Dark Link and the Hinox, and uh, what do you guys think? It looked uh, it looked pretty cool. Dark Link, I, you know, I I don't know that there's a big difference, but I'd almost just say he was like a Shadow Link rather than like kind of that creepy Dark Link character, but uh, it looked pretty neat. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think technically he is Shadow Link, because um, that's a big difference. Um, but yeah, it's cool. You can add them to your chamber dungeons, which is like a, a new uh, build-your-own-dungeon mechanic that's you know new to the series. Seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kill them, get tons of rupees. Sounds like a win-win. I honestly think that's what I'm most looking forward to, is the whole create-your-own-dungeon stuff. Uh, I didn't see the Shadow Link thing yet, so I have that to look forward to uh, after the podcast, because I have maybe few minutes of free time to check it out so i look forward to that i i mean there's not really much like you you just see the footage of link battling dark link and, and that's pretty much it um so like maybe not revelationary um you also get your first shot of the hinox and he looks really good actually in in this game looks like 
right out of Breath of the Wild, and uh, it, it looks pretty cool to see that, especially after you know getting so so much more reacquainted with him after Breath of the Wild. So it's some pretty cool footage, and uh, man, like we are officially in September now. Like that is creeping up on us. We're only twenty days away from playing Link's Awakening. I'm I'm stoked. Look, as long as this Hinox doesn't block my arrow shots by picking his freaking nose like he did at the marathon two years ago, I'll be happy. Yeah, confirm. There's no nose picking from the Synox in Link's Awakening. Good. We ran hey, the numbers do you on think, him. Do you think that um, a lot of the the tricks that we use for running Link's Awakening, uh, speedrunning Link's Awakening, are going to be present in this game, or do you think that they've got probably patched over? Yeah. I, I, just, I can't see any of those sideways block pushes being included in this game. Yeah, I'm imagining that those are dead and buried, um, which is great because that leaves room for new ways to not play Cadillac Castle. I'm determined. Do you really think that happen. it'll be dead and gone, though, considering... Well, I guess... Oh, yeah. It's a, well, it's a brand-new engine. It's Well, I mean, one could say that the engine for Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time were also brand-new. Oh, they yeah, had to those completely some great rewrite glitches. the code, and yet some of those glitches were still in those games. Some of them were patched out, but... Yeah, I think that it's safe to say that Link's Awakening for Switch is a completely yeah. different game than... Uh, yeah. the DX version for, you know, for the Game Boy. I don't think uh, hardcore Link's Awakening fans will be up in arms about their glitches being removed from this game. Well, you never know. Like, they, they maybe they decided to really keep everything uh, line for line. Because uh, we, we've talked about this a lot, and all this footage that we've seen for Link's Awakening, or, sorry, as we like to call it, Link's Reawakening, Every everything is looked pretty much one for one. So you know maybe the maybe Nintendo's like, well, we'll give our we'll give our speedrunners a bone. We'll include some of that stuff in too. That'd be pretty sly, but I I don't see that happening. Well, I'll I'll let you know September twentieth when Andy and I are cruising through Eagles Tower. Oh yes, Eagles Tower, my friend. Um, you know, I was, uh, I, I never, I don't think I ever gave a shout out to Kevin on this show, but he taught me how to speed run that game literally the day before <laughs> I went and played that at the marathon. And I did pretty good. I, I beat almost everybody except for Ashton. Yeah. You crushed it. Kevin shout also taught me that. how to play, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for speed running. So yeah, Kevin's the local sensei for speed running at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. That's right. Now, I wonder if we'll ever get to play an official Zelda game together. And that is what today's show is all about. We are talking about multiplayer in the Legend of Zelda series. I can hear everybody groaning out there already. So just calm down, sit with us, let's talk about it. There's there's a lot of speculation in Breath of the Wild 2 that you can perhaps play as a couple different people. So we want to dive into that, but before we talk about where we're going, let's talk about where we've been in terms of multiplayer in the Legend of Zelda series. It sounds like this weird foreign concept, but actually we've had a slew of Zelda games that have done this before. Um, I think most notably, of course, Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures. You know, I think that uh, I think that opinion is perhaps split on how well Four Swords Adventures multiplayer was executed, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's fun in its own way in that it is very, very cooperative-based. Um, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Kevin. Sure. Um, so for Four Swords Adventures, and, and Four Swords in particular, I feel like it's it's fun. Like, it's, it's a great time. Um, but the multiplayer is different than... I don't want to just start comparing it to Triforce Heroes, but... Um, the multiplayer is different in that it's still a competition, and that is, like, baked into the game. Like, you have voting at the end of each stage to vote for the player that helped you the most and helped you the least. And as you sit down and play that with friends, that kind of, like, drives that competitive aspect. But you're still required to work together at certain points, so there's incentives to work together, and there's also incentives to, like beat up your friends and throw them around and steal extra force gems. So it's it's a weird mix of like working together and trying to just one up your buddies. And it's fun. I think Four Swords Adventures has always been one of those games I've kind of like held 
similar to um, the the Super Mario Brother, the new Super Mario Brothers game for um, the Wii, or was it the Wii U? No, it was the Wii U. Well, it's um, on all of them, but yeah, I, I think it's both. Yeah, but With in any case, player. like it was kind of the same thing, in where you are completely focused on working together in order to achieve almost any objective in the game. Like, literally anything you do in, in Four Swords and Four Swords Adventure pretty much requires you and all your teammates to be working as as a single unit. Um, you and I have both played a lot of Triforce Heroes, Kevin, and I think yes. that we can both agree that while in Triforce Heroes you certainly have to coordinate and work together uh, for a lot of things... There's also quite a bit of individuality to it, too, like relying on your own skill and in, in doing different things. So like if you're really good with a bow, um, you know, oftentimes you can pick, oh, I'll, I'll take the bow in this level and you can take the bombs or something like that. Um, so it, it, it's really interesting, I think, to see the, the evolution that Triforce Heroes took Four Swords Adventure because I think Four Swords and Four Swords Adventure really kind of gave us the basis for all the multiplayer we've seen in Zelda today. Um, you know, one thing about Four Swords is, and Kevin kind of touched on it, like, there is a competition aspect to it where, you know, you do have your rankings at the end of each level, but I wish that they would have went in that a little bit more. Because, like, for the majority of the game, like, you, you have to work together, and if you don't, there's really no way to proceed. But, like... You know, we've, we've had some really good times playing that game and like I'll pick up someone and just throw them just to be a dink or whatever. And like you can you can kind of make <laughs> yeah. your own fun that way. But like you can't throw someone and, and make them drop their force gems or like you can't kind of sabotage people in a in a way that's that's satisfying for uh, for a, a schemer like myself. So like I wish that there was a little bit more of the competitiveness to that, too, where like you could do things to to make you kind of stand out and something like that. Or like it could affect the level if you guys were, were choosing to fight against each other more so than work together. Um, so I, I feel like four swords had a really good idea in principle, but like maybe didn't take it far enough. And that would be my only really complaint about the multiplayer in that game. Cause I actually like, I think it's great. And I think that it's a lot of fun when you play with other people specifically. Um, and, and you know, for, for Zelda's first four, a, into multiplayer i thought that it was done really well but kind of like i wish they would have um amplified the mischievousness of it because like to me that's those are far away my favorite parts of playing four swords and four swords adventures just like when you're messing around with your buddies and they like literally have to pick you up and carry you because you won't stop <laughs> sabotaging the level yeah i'm on the other end of that though honestly um there's there's the shadow battle uh, multiplayer in that game as well where you can kind of like duke it out against your friends and you know beat everybody up and, and try to be like the best the very best like literally no one ever was um, and there's that like part that's completely separate but I feel like the 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 issue not the issue the difference in Four Swords Adventures compared to like a Triforce Heroes is some of the level design and the way that that is built around the competitive aspect there's longer the levels are much longer or the stages or worlds or whatever they're called in um, Four Swords Adventures. So like going through that, like you almost get a little stir crazy with your friends waiting on people for puzzles. You have multiple rooms. Um, in a game like Triforce Heroes, it's like the levels are a bit more compact. I think that's a bit more satisfying. Having shorter levels to like do a sprint and really just try to like complete them as quick as possible. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. I think um, Four, Swords, Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures, for all all the fun it is, like playing with three of your friends and, you know, doing wacky and crazy things, like, like Andy said, uh, you know, sometimes when you have those schemers, it'd be nice if, you know, you didn't mess around for 10 minutes with with your schemer buddy and then all of a sudden you realize we've got 20 minutes more in this level to go uh you know whereas triforce heroes if you if you've got that same schemer in your hand like it's it's not it's not as big of a deal and i think it's a it's more fun that way so i i totally agree with you on that i'm sorry for making you guys put up with me for long levels that's okay. We still love you. It's not my fault. I, I try and play with honor, and I just I can't do it. No, we, we still love you. We just understand and accept the fact that you're a dick. 
He's not the first person to say that. Let's talk about how it evolved into Triforce Heroes. I'm going to yes. let you guys kind of take the reins on this because I've only played it passingly in uh, in sprints here. I guess I will say that it does remind me of um, of Four Swords in the sense where like the ver the, what we've played has been a lot more like directly competitive, and I think that that's kind of fun. But um, I, you know, again, it it does kind of lean on on your teamwork as well, but. I'll I'll turn it over to you guys. Tell me what you think about how that kind of improved upon uh, Four Swords. Sure. Um, yeah, Triforce Heroes is... They are radically different games, too. Like, just the ideologies of playing a multiplayer game, like, where Triforce Heroes is built. Like, it's a game that's designed for three players. The totem mechanic is built in mind with you, like, solving puzzles with your team. Um, and I think the big thing that might be a little underrated and the huge difference between Triforce Heroes and Four Swords Adventures is that you share health. And that is huge. So if your friend is, you know, getting beaten up or getting uh, hit by a ton of enemies or even in, like in some of the later stages, they have the ghosts that pick you up and they'll oh, pick yeah. one of you up and throw you off the stage. Um, <laughs> having, having your teammate help you with that is, um, you know, it's it incentivizes, like, more camaraderie. I feel like Triforce Heroes does that more so than Four Swords Adventures. So that competition aspect is completely gone. Your objective is to just, you know, finish the stage. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I was trying to, I was thinking of kind of like the end of the stage where you, where you get the loot um, and everybody gets two of the common items and then one person gets the rare or whatever it is. Um, but then I, I just realized like it doesn't really matter because there's no way to compete for it anyway. Cause you don't improve your chances through gameplay at all. It's just total RNG. Um, but that being said, I think one of the cool things about Triforce heroes to me that I liked over Four Swords Adventure was the inclusion of a collectibles mechanic and where yes. you could, you, you collect all these different items so you can create these pretty wild outfit designs. Some of them are really, really cool. Some of them are really, really out there and others are... I like the outfits a lot. Questionable. But <laughs> yeah, like that was one of my favorite things about Triforce Heroes was being able to dress Link up in all these crazy outfits and actually have them be very useful, um, you know, in, in all the different levels. Like, every, every single outfit does something else um, or does something unique. So, you know, you have the the Goron outfit, with which allows you to kind of be semi-immune to fire. And then... Oh, yeah, completely. Too. You can swim in lava. Yeah, and then you've got the you know the Kokiri outfit, which splits your uh, your arrows into three. Like there's a bunch of just fun things in in that game, and I think the the charm of it was also something that it did really well. Like it's a very cute and charming game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think also to touch on like the outfits too is with Triforce Heroes and having the um, the outfits that you can create and uh, unlock from. Madam, oh man, Madam Couture? Yeah, Madam Couture. Um, is that, you know, there, there's a gameplay, excuse me, a gameplay loop to the game that's a little bit different than, like, say, Four Swords Adventures. Um, you're looking for items, you're looking to, like, upgrade your outfits to play the stages better, to get the upgrades for, like, like you have the torrent robe, which upgrades the water rod. Um, every single item has an outfit that's tied to it. And then there's some of the unique ones, like you said. Like the hero's um, outfit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more so than just, like, for the items. Like, there's the ninja gi that lets you, um, if you're sprinting, it does triple damage. Um, there's a few that, that give you extra hearts that are nice to, to have, especially when you're playing with three players. So that strategy um, allows you to do, like, completely different things. So, like, if you're in a stage where you need to carry someone through fire, one person can throw the Goron suit on. Um, if you're trying to do extra damage and you know that the hammer is in the stage, you can use the Hammer Bro suit, and it's, like, a really, really awesome weapon. Um, oh. I think that customization makes the game, like, really, really fun. I'm a huge Triforce Heroes fan, if you couldn't tell. Likewise, and it's it's absolutely true. 
But I think the one thing that Triforce Heroes absolutely has, obviously, over Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures is the online capability, the ability to, yes. you know, for all of its pros and cons, um, it was a system that I think Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures absolutely could have used. And I know, Andy, you and I have talked about this before, too. Uh, you know, how much we would yes, love to it, be able it, it to... It could have absolutely, like, it, it was so hard to play Four Swords Adventures, which is probably yeah. the biggest thing about that game, because, like, yeah. you had to rope together four Game Boy Advances, four people that uh, that had those Game Boy Advance to GameCube um, connectors, and, like, it, it was it was a hassle. I don't know a single person that, that played Four Swords Adventures with their friends back in the day. Like, I, I really and truly don't. Um it took me forever to actually play four swords adventures because of this limitation. So I, you know, I was actually like thinking and I was reasonably confident that Nintendo would maybe release four swords adventures, but just like with online capabilities oh, in, so the, in the near future. Cause I mean, it really would. Cause like the game never really got a chance yeah. back in the day. So it, it it's prime for a remaster, if you will. It's in a very weird era of Zelda titles too. Where you're sort of like in between the GameCube and the uh, Game Boy Advance connectivity. So you have like games like the Wind Waker that use the Tingle Tuner. Another co-op thing too. Um, and then yeah. you have, you know, that Wind Waker style of, of Zelda carry into like the DS. So there's connectivity with the DS as well. And it's it's very, uh, it's in between periods with, uh, with the Zelda series. Um, I will say one thing though. Having Four Swords Adventures, just to jump back to that really quick, it's a very solid game to play as a solo experience, too. I think yeah. that the solo experience for that game is still very enjoyable and very fun to play. I, I cannot say, say the same for Triforce Heroes. <laughs> yeah, Triforce Heroes single player with the doppels is... Uh, some of those puzzles are just very Brutal. difficult to do. Yeah, like they're damn near impossible, actually. Um, I will say, like, Four Swords Adventures definitely gets the edge in that regard. Um, it's it's fun to play solo. Um, and I think that's almost, like, to jump back to what you said, Andy, it, it was almost built that way. Because who the heck has four Game Boy Advances with the cables and a Game yeah. Boy, you know, or, like, four GameCubes with the Game Boy players hooked the up whole to rigmarole. four TVs? Oh, man. I will, like, from experience of setting that game up for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon... I really wish it got re-released on Switch and just had some kind of online capability because that would just that would save a lot of cables. Now, speaking again of the online capability, there there are some drawbacks with that too. You know, as much as as much as I love being able to at any time be able to pick up my 3DS and you know connect with with somebody anywhere in the world and and play Triforce Heroes. Unfortunately, it also suffers from Nintendo's continued lack of innovation in terms of Wi-Fi infrastructure. Now, granted, this is the 3DS, and there wasn't a whole lot, you know, they probably could have put in there to make it better. Um, but like some type of netcode adjustment would have been would have been nice because unless you were playing, like if you ever got a match against someone who was like across the country in the US or if you were playing with somebody in Japan or in Europe like oh man sometimes the game just became so unplayable uh, and I think that hopefully in the future for any other you know online capable Zelda titles like that is something that they focus on as well oh yeah for sure especially with the online aspect um, I think that Four Swords Adventures and Triforce Heroes have both have this in in common is uh it is th there's some work there's some extracurricular uh work that needs to go into making like to enjoying it online or to enjoy it in a multiplayer setting four swords adventures you have a lot of cables and things to hook up uh with triforce heroes like you have the best way to play it is online or really in the same on the same uh, wireless network together but if you can't do that, with people that you know online that are within the same country, uh, that you know, you have to talk with them over Discord or Skype or what have you. Because using the yeah. uh, the in-game chat, while possible, 
it's uh it's still kind of hard especially if you're playing with a newer player and trying to like direct traffic on puzzles and work together um, I, I gotta say though for as simple as triforce heroes communication system is it it's so it adorable and you can absolutely make it work but yeah i i i can totally remember some times when i when i was first playing the game too like where i would learn a level and then i'd go back to do it and then somebody else was now learning the level and trying to get them to do certain things it was it was workable but sometimes you had to be pretty creative with <laughs> with those emotes yeah yeah Let, let's uh let's shift gears here and talk about a game that does not feature online multiplayer of any sorts uh or online co-op rather and that is of course hyrule warriors we have one half of the uh tag team champions of the world here the world record holder kevin o'rourke um do you you know this game features a uh a kind of split screen co-op which felt like pretty old school to me when i when i saw you guys playing it um how do you think this compares in terms of multiplayer versus what we've previously had. Oh, it's great. Um, and I will say one other thing, too, just to piggyback off this. The Switch version for Hyrule Warriors, the Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, multiplayer is way, like, the co-op is way, way better than, than the Wii U version. It's like butter. Oh, yeah, it's great. But the the huge drawback to the Wii U version was if you played multiplayer with someone, you had one person on the TV, and the other person had to play on the gamepad. There was no other way to do it. Oof. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition fixed that in spades, uh, made it way better. Uh, multiplayer on the Switch is is awesome. Um, super easy to pick up. Uh, there's like some quirky menu stuff where you have to like. Add the player for each game, uh, which is funny. I think there's sometimes where Locke and I have to restart a level where uh, when we were practicing because we forgot to tag in the second player. Um, but in terms of like playing it, it's it's super easy. Yeah, that that's a leftover mechanic just from Dynasty Warrior Warriors games in general. Um, yes. I'm like 90% sure that's been an issue since Dynasty Warriors 2 where like you just have to constantly re-add the second player for for levels and sometimes the um like when you go back to a menu it glitches out or something and you you have to reselect whoever's whoever's playing the second character but apart from that like I think you and I Kevin I, much like with Triforce Heroes like we are huge Dynasty Warriors fans, so when Nintendo announced that they're partnering with Koei Tecmo to bring us uh, a Dynasty Warriors Hyrule Warriors game, I think you and I were probably the most stoked out of everyone here. Oh yeah, I I flipped out of my chair a few times. It was pretty awesome. And playing it is like, it it's like riding a bike for those of us who've played Dynasty Warriors, but at the same time, like there are some definite you know, Zelda differences that make the game very unique in its own ways. And I think it's it's probably one of the better titles, actually, in the Dynasty Warriors franchise, as well as the Oh, Zelda yeah, franchise. for sure. I agree, yeah. It's, it's, um, and there's a ton of games that have taken, like, the Dynasty Warriors mold and had different skins applied to them. The Zelda one is awesome. Um, and, yeah, like, be, being able to do that and, and being able to play with, with another friend is, is great. Um, I will say, though, the online... I really wish there was an online component. But that's something that not only Nintendo has sort of, you know, not done the best in the past, but um, Koei Tecmo has had some woes with playing online with Dynasty Warriors in the past as well. Yep. I remember it's... a really great glitch, or a really terrible bug, with Dynasty Warriors 8 when that first came out. Oh, yeah. Um, if you played... I forget how you triggered it, but if you played Xbox 360 and you tried to play online with a person and you sent them an invite a certain way and they joined your game, all of their saved data would get erased. I think that's oh, if you... Man. Can you imagine that with Hyrule Warriors with Locke oh. spending 400-some-odd hours to unlock everything and he joins my game once online and it wipes all of his data... 
better. Well, I think that's the drawback of having like a bazillion enemies on screen, though. Is like it's so. It, it's so hard. Like I, because I mean, as Taylor said, like online infrastructure at at best is kind of flaky with Nintendo. So you add in that amount of stuff going on, and it's really a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah, or it could be. I'm in the sphere too of of Dynasty Warriors scaling back the amount of enemies that you slap through because you sneeze in one direction and like 400 enemies just drop dead. Um, older Dynasty Warriors titles were a little more, um, I guess, reserved with that, especially because they were running on like the PlayStation 2 where it looked like your entire screen was covered in cinnamon when you would run from one screen to the next. <laughs> but yeah, the one versus 1,000 mentality of the game or the two versus two thousand in this in this case is uh, sometimes it's it's fun and it's very arcadey, but there's other times where it's like you're playing co-op and you're in an area and you can't capture a keep because all the mobs loaded on the other player's screen. Like that will happen sometimes. You need to like run out of a keep, unload the area, and then run like run back, back in in order to to actually like fight enemies and take the keep over. And that's that's local co-op, so there, there's things to be desired for sure, but it is a blast and a half. It really is a fun time, especially in a speedrun. Alright, so let's go to the latest and last game so far to uh, to feature really a substantial multiplayer aspect to it, and that is Cadence of Hyrule, yes. kind of like the, a side game or whatever, and um, I think a lot of people forget that this has... Uh, a co-op function. I definitely did. When we were when we were making this list, we forgot about it. So <laughs> it, it definitely slipped our minds. But like, so this is local only. Um, but you know what? I think that it works pretty well. And this is my favorite type of co-op where like you're on the same screen and you just you just have an extra playable character on there. Like there's nothing. There's no other screens to look at. There's no. There's no split screen. It's just like you're on the you're sharing the same screen. The one drawback of this is that I think that cadence becomes like infinitely easier when you are playing with a partner because when you die in co-op, your partner can actually continue on and then revive you, um, and and it makes it because at the beginning of the game, cadence of I rule is actually quite punishing. So it it makes it a lot easier in the beginning, and then as you get upgrades and stuff, you're pretty much invincible because even a solo player run in Cadence of Hyrule, towards the end of the game, once you have all the items, the hearts, I mean, you just, you don't die. So having that 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 crutch really takes away from the difficulty, which I think is the game's flaw, because it really doesn't add in anything else to compensate for that. Like, the enemies aren't tougher, um, you don't, you know, health isn't harder to find, everything's the same, it's just you have this extra person that's, helping you out but i mean that being said i think that it's a blast it's really fun and it's my favorite kind of kind of way to experience cooperative multiplayer i i've only played it co-op so and, and we've died a lot in it so maybe i'm uh maybe we're just not as good and we can't keep the beat and but i have it never is played really it. really fun you've never played cadence of hyrule you I've, gotta fix that i've Taylor. played cadence of hyrule i've never played it uh co-op oh okay See, I'm I'm in the other boat. I have only I've exclusively played a co-op. Oh, really? And it was it was fun. Um, there is a certain point, like you said, Andy, though, where you hit like god tier, and you just like you cannot lose. But it took us a good while to get to that point. Like we had, I think we had completed two dungeons and still hadn't hit that level. Of of overpoweredness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that a part of a lot of people's early struggles with Cadence of I Rule 2 is just kind of nailing down the rhythm and how you move with the rhythm. So, like, not only do you progress with more items, more hearts and stuff later in the game, but, like, you also get better at just moving in general. So, yeah, th there really comes a point where, like, you flip the switch and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> I am God. Yeah, there, there definitely is a learning curve to it. And I think managing your weapons and... I just found one that I liked. Like, I like playing as Zelda and having her, um... Actually, I liked using the flail a little bit. But having the, uh... Her sword was, uh... Was pretty awesome. And using the spear. Yeah. I found that to be really enjoyable. 
Plus, it was cool just playing a Zelda. I'm a big fan of that. I always want to play a Zelda. We need more Zelda did in e- Zelda. Did either of you play uh, the original Crypt of the Necrodancer? Nope. Yes. Okay, so I had a question for you, actually. Um, in Crypt of the Necrodancer, did you have a ton of weapons to select from, or was that something new added into Cadence? Um, I'll preface this by saying I didn't finish Crypt of the Necrodancer, but you play as Cadence in that game, and you pretty much just use her shovel from the portions that I've played. Okay, well, then that, that leads me to say, then, that, you know, one thing I'm glad that Cadence of Hyrule kind of did was bring a bit of that Breath of the Wild element where you have a whole bunch of different weapons to select, for, uh, select from, some with uh, advantages in certain situations and others that were not. Yeah, so... So, I mean, the biggest thing that Cadence of Hyrule did was introduce an overworld, which is, like, really... I, I think it makes it a far better game, but also really helps it kind of be Zelda-y. Because in Cadence of Hyrule, like... Or, or in uh, Necrodancer, rather, sorry. You you play in dungeons, and they're pretty much just like the four dungeons that, uh, that you find in Cadence, but you start in those, and you can select them from this, like, little miniature uh, hub world, basically... So there's nothing really to explore, and you, you basically just go dungeon diving right away. So I, I think that Cadence really did a good job adding in the uh, the overworld to, to give it that genuine Zelda feel. Interesting stuff. I I did I did a review of Cadence of Hyrule, actually, in uh, the Champions Cast archives, if anybody wants to go and check out uh, some deep dive thoughts into that game, and also hear some cool music. So... Here, so I guess what the the final question would be is, what do you what do you two think that Cadence of Hyrule brought to the co op table that say Triforce Heroes, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, and Hyrule Warriors didn't? Um, speaking just in terms of, uh, I'll, I'll leave Hyrule Warriors out of this because obviously I'm not as well versed <laughs> in that game as you two, but this was just a a 100% cooperative experience. There's no, you know, there's no shenanigans. You don't want to mess up your partner or anything like that. You, you have no reason to, to do anything that would kind of hinder your adventure. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that it's just like a, a completely pure co-op experience. And I mean, obviously the other thing too, that it adds is that you don't need, you know, eight systems in order <laughs> to make it work. You can just sit down and play which I appreciate. Thank the golden goddesses. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree, Andy. It, it does uh, it does everything very well with the co-op. It's real easy to pick up. Uh, you only need one switch, two controllers. It's pretty easy. Um, and yeah, just, just to kind of like recap all the games, they all do their multiplayer very well. Um, obviously, there are some flaws to all of them, but I think that every single multiplayer Zelda game that we spoke about does something different and it does that well. So whether it's competition based, uh, working together, that straight up co-op experience or like taking a game and making it a little bit easier with another player, they all do it very well and they're all fun. That's what's important. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely the most important, which I think brings us to, what we're going to be talking about next, right, Andy? Uh, exactly, multiplayer in the next Zelda game. Uh, you know what? Maybe let's just let's just back up for a second here, really quickly. What is your favorite multiplayer Zelda game? Tri- Not necessarily the best, but your favorite. Triforce Heroes. Yeah, it's it's Triforce Heroes. I'm still I'm still a sucker for Four Swords. Right after this recording, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna play through every single stage of Triforce Please. Heroes. We'd have to we'd have to fight through that Canadian Wi-Fi, but okay. That's all right. Um, okay, so we we know where we've been, but now we want to talk about where we could be going in multiplayer in Zelda. And I guess like, you know, I um, I think that multiplayer is something that could be adapted for for a single player like Zelda game. Like th- there are some sequences in past Zelda titles where like you could have added in multiplayer. Um, the Wind Waker, when you have Makara and Medley and you're in the dungeons together, like you could very easily have added a multiplayer aspect to those uh, titles and like one player control Link, one player control Medley, etc., etc. 
Um, there's some parts of Majora's Mask where you probably could have had a second player um, be controlled. So, like, I, I think that it's not, like, this outrageous step to add in multiplayer. Uh, it wouldn't feel too, too out of place. Taylor, you you had you had mentioned something about a Dark Souls summoning system, but I want to tell you my ideal. Um, <laughs> the big ideal player, yeah. So, uh, stay with me here. This is how I would do it, and uh, this would only apply to like a Breath of the Wild type of open world game. But I would love it to almost be like an MMO, where if you're playing, you could select multiplayer. Another player with another Switch could come in, join your world's lobby, and enter your Hyrule, or your version of Hyrule, and they could do, I mean, whatever. Um, you could you could go in and you could, your Link could be in the Colosseum, this Link could be destroying a couple Guardians for you, or like unlocking Shrines, or, or something like that, whatever. Maybe there's some sort of connectivity dungeon that's like completely across worlds in... Hyrule, I don't know, something like that, but like something that you wouldn't have to share a screen, but something that still would feel interactive and like you could you could immerse yourself, but I don't know, not I I would really want multiplayer to stay away from sharing the same screen. I just think that that's dated and you know, I know that in this scenario you'd have to have an extra switch and that you'd have to have you know, some kind of online hub but i think that that's the way that i would take it if it was up to me i don't know what's your guys's ideal multiplayer system I th- also just to say in this in this scenario too you couldn't necessarily do this if there was like a certain scenario it's not like you could switch between one character and another character you would either have multiplayer and this person would either be there or they wouldn't if that makes sense so sure Kind of like a, a once you start the game, you gotta finish it with this person. No, but but more so like the the extra multiplayer person can either drop in or drop out. Like it's not multiplayer in the sense of like it, it's more like augmenting your game, where like someone else can help you if you need it, or like you could get it done faster with the help of someone else, rather than like there's a specific part that needs two players in order to beat it. Right. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the idea I was going with uh, in terms of kind of like a Dark Souls slash Bloodborne mechanic um, and where you can kind of like bring a player into your world temporarily to help you out either with a level or a dungeon or a boss or what or what have you. Uh, and then once once you guys are done, then they go back to their own world. They get, you know, their rewards or their experience or whatever. And then. You know, stuff progresses uh, in 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 the person who, for lack of a better word, summoned the other player into theirs. Um, I really like your concept of a of a Zelda MMO because I remember having this conversation with someone in the Discord, like almost I want to say almost two years ago, and. They, someone had mentioned uh, how you know Zelda would work really well as an MMO, and at first, I didn't, I didn't find myself really thinking about it working all that much because you know, in in our traditional Zelda, we've always thought, oh yeah, it's you know Link on his adventure through Hyrule, saving the world. Uh, I I didn't really see how that could kind of adapt or mold itself into an MMO. So I think I'd be curious to hear more of your ideas uh concerning that i feel like this is the first time we've ever been on the same page about anything kind of had both had mmo in the brain yeah this deserves a toast uh what do you think ko <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i i don't know how well it could be executed like i would love 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 to be able to just drop into your game of breath of the wild as it is now throw my master cycle down and just start, you know, doing wheelies and, <laughs> and messing with you really badly. Um, I I will say, though, I would really like for, and this is where it becomes difficult, is I would love to see shrines or dungeons or, or puzzles like Triforce Heroes, where it's built with 
multiple uh, players in mind. So with that being said, it's kind of hard to build that while also keeping a solo experience alive for the player. Like, I don't know where the line becomes, like, to, to shackle it to multiplayer or Blurred. to just have it separate. Yeah. Maybe you could have well, multiplayer I mean, like, areas you could with, do, like, raids. Yeah. You could have those different shrines, and, and they could be a part of the game. And, you know, as with Breath of the Wild, you don't necessarily have to get all 120 shrines. You could beat the game with half that or whatever. But if you do choose to get all of the shrines or whatever, and you do have a friend that has... Breath of the Wild, you could enter those shrines and and complete them together. Maybe there's a way to link them up so that way, like, the shrine is completed on your end and on their end. Um, I don't know, but I think that's a really interesting idea, because it's almost like like, it's almost like mini dungeons basically, where you have to work together. I think that's really exciting, actually. Mm. Now, hear me out. Here's my other co-op ideal. Is in Breath of the Wild, when you get a horse... Your other player gets to play as the horse. I think that's just great. Or, if you um, hop on one of the bears or an elk, that player gets to play as the bear or the elk. Okay, as long as I get to be uh, Dimitri. <laughs> you can be Dimitri. Give me Ricky. Yeah. No. Oh, man, that Give would be Moosh. great. We need to get that in Breath of the Wild, too. I mean, Just I'm totally Ricky. down for it, but I, I'm going to be Dimitri. You can be Ricky, Label and Ricky. somebody has to be Moosh. Can you imagine how incredible that would be if those three came into Breath of the Wild, too? That oh would my be God. so great. Oh, my God. 3D Ricky. I want it. That would be so good. That would be awesome. Um, okay, so we have... So we have some ideas about how we're going to get this, but of course, as Taylor points out, uh, how do you make this work in the context of telling a Legend of Zelda story? Because it's, you know, obviously you're not going to have two links uh, in in Hyrule. So I have, I have an idea, and it's kind of a loose idea, but let's just uh, let's just go with this. So my my prevailing theory for Breath of the Wild two is that it's going to feature like a dark world of some sorts, and that's going to be how they keep this new Hyrule fresh. So what if, what if you went to one of those dungeons, (laughs) you went to one of those multiplayer-specific dungeons, you link up with a different game, and uh, then you can see, like, a Dark Link, and you play as Link, and the other player plays as Dark Link, but in the other player's game, it's the reverse, where, like, he plays Ooh. as Link and you're a Dark Link or something like that. And you could do these dungeons together and you're each looking at the shadow version of yourself. How this would work on the overworld, I guess you could apply the same logic. Or like, I don't know, maybe you could maybe you could like do something where Link goes and investigates the Guardians and they've actually built a human-esque Guardian that you can control. That basically controls like Link, but obviously is is not so i think that you could basically you could make this work story-wise you just have to get a little bit creative but those are two like scenarios that i think might give you some flexibility if you wanted to go that way you could always all uh mortal combat it and just have past and present merging together and you have two two versions of the same character (laughs) no more mortal combat no Oh, you sad, sad fools. See, now, what? why can't I just play as the horse nope. in the shrine? You should be able to. I, I'm down with that That'd idea. That'd be great. Um, I think people have tossed around the idea of playable Zelda. Yeah. That, that would that's be awesome. The, that's the reigning theory right now. Is you can that would have, be cool. Or, Zelda having her own different abilities using magic. Yeah. She's got a cool sword. The, the, that would be really cool. The, Light arrows shooting people. The running theory is that like in single player, you could swap between them. And then if you wanted to do co-op or multiplayer, one person would play as Zelda and one person would play as Link. Okay. Well, see, that's why I didn't say playable Zelda. Because I, I still am kind of of the thought that like, if you're playing as Zelda, you're going to be able to swap between them in the main game. So like, you could play as Link or Zelda pretty much throughout the whole way. And then the other player plays as like the shadow version of yourself. I think like... Having Zelda as a playable character is too important just to kind of put that to the side and make somebody else 
like play Zelda if they happen to join your game kind of thing. I think that would be central to the game and to the game's plot. So that's that's why I didn't include Well, get this. I'm going to throw... Oh, Taylor, go ahead. Y- you remember how in Breath of the Wild, if you had the Twilight Princess Wolf Link amiibo, you could summon Wolf Link. So what about that kind of idea returning, except maybe not this time being tied to an amiibo, and... Your multiplayer plays friend horse. plays as yes a horse or in this case wolf link. <laughs> yeah, I could get behind. Just trying to be a horse. Look, Kevin, we get it. You want to be a horse? You you can be my opponent in Breath of the Wild too. Okay, I promise. <laughs> I'm Allison's horse on her 100. What about stream. this? A triple pack of amiibo, Ricky, Dimitri, and Moose. Yes. Oh yeah, day one. I I uh, would buy that card so fast. In. Oh my god. Make it happen, Nintendo. I know you listen to this show. That'd be the hottest pre-order <laughs> you've ever made. Oh, yeah. I'd windmill slam that credit card right now. <laughs> Too many and, slamos. Um, I, I like that idea, though. Oh, like, yeah. I think you're onto something there. Wolf Link was a pretty cool addition to Breath of the Wild. And, uh, like, just in general, I hope that something like that returns and you can you can summon another little companion. Because it, it was nice, like, having kind of a, a buddy in that big lonesome world of Hyrule. So I, I really appreciated that. Actually, that was the entire reason that I bought Twilight Princess HD was just for that amiibo. Just oh, because sorry. I knew that it was coming in Breath of the Wild. As long as we don't get a Byleth amiibo and get to summon him into Breath of the Wild too. Because then you're just going to have two silent protagonists, except one sucks. Wow. You know, um, let's take a sidebar here. I'm really surprised that they didn't release uh, any Edelgard, Claude, or Dimitri I am too. Dimitri Fire Emblem. Oh, I was like Dimitri. Yes. There's time. (laughs) Dimitri, my mountain. Dimitri, my. We'll get some Fire Emblem DLC that could have more amiibo with them. I I think the DLC is definitely coming, but it's going to be down the line. I don't. See, now I want to put my uh, Waluigi uh, amiibo in Breath of the Wild 2 and then get to play as Waluigi. A MOBO. Now that's a throwback. A MOBO, yeah. Oh, yeah. Motherboard. A motherboard. Um, yeah, I, I hope that that, uh, that comes back in, in some form or fashion, that being, you know, summoning Wolf Link or, or something of that ilk. You know what else I want to see in Breath of the Wild 2, just kind of on another sidebar here? I want to see opponent in the game properly. What do you mean? Oh, but instead like of being locked to an amiibo? Or, sorry, an amiibo? Yes. Why can't you guys say amiibo? What's I, I don't know, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying amobo, Taylor's saying emote. <laughs> Adobo. Jesus. Um, okay, so we, so we have some theories here of what this could look like. Um, one thing that uh, that you jotted down here, which I thought was interesting, Taylor, is online events kind of, I think, is what you're basically going here for. Like, could there be co-op or competitive events? Um, could you do Coliseum, like, fight? You know, I guess you could. I, I don't know that I'd be a fan of that. I always kind of go back to forcing multiplayer where it doesn't fit, and I go back to Metroid Prime 2. Where, like, just because it was in a first-person perspective, they decided to add in this multiplayer uh, into the game as well. Where, like, basically it was like a deathmatch or whatever. But it just felt... It felt so awful. It felt really forced. Like, you were trying to push a square peg into a round hole. And it just... It didn't jive at all. So, like, you know, I I won't say no to having, like, like, PvP battles in Zelda or, like, competitive events or something like that. But I... I'm really of the idea where, like, I like cooperation uh, in a multiplayer Zelda rather than rather than like competitiveness in a in a Breath of the Wild type of multiplayer Zelda. I should specify because I think that like competitiveness has its place in like the quirkier side games, but I I would just I don't know I I feel like that might just take away from it and shift away the focus on it uh, on on like the story and the camaraderie when you're when you're doing this, but it, it, it could also be, maybe it's just never been done. So it's hard to process, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't love the idea right now as it is. Kevin, how about you? Yeah, but I mean, Andy, I could roll up in your game and challenge you to a duel and be completely naked and with just a sledgehammer and you'd have to throw down. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of like the cave of trials kind of thing or like the cave of ordeals, but like, like I don't know, would you fight Link versus another Link, or like, could you could you control different enemies, like, yeah, I don't Rhinals know, or like Stalfos or something? I 
I don't know. Um, something, something I will say, jumping back to Triforce Heroes, um, that game does the cooperative aspect really well, but there's the multiplayer aspect where you're literally just, like, duking it out, trying to see who could do more damage, or who, who takes the least damage in that game. Um, and I could see something like that working in Breath of the Wild as well. Um, I do like the camaraderie co-op stuff, so having something, like, even if it's just a separate mode where it's like, hey, you're gonna go to this, like... You know, you queue up with your friends, and you go do, like, a boss rush or a boss gauntlet, or you do, like, a series of shrines or trials together. Um, I really would like to see, like, a versus mode, but maybe, like, they just drop you in this, like, PvE environment, but you could also, like, fight against your friends. They drop you with, like, a certain amount of items. Maybe almost make it, like, the Hunger Games. They just drop, like, six people in one area, and there's a bunch of, like moblins or guardians or something and they have items that drop and you need to survive by fighting your friends you just start off with nothing it's starting to sound like a battle royal it really is yeah i wasn't quite going the battle royale route with what i was thinking um have either of you two played uh gta 5 or red dead redemption 2's online oh boy yeah but i played it at the beginning for gta 5 it was pretty terrible it, it was in some ways but better. like yeah it definitely got a lot better and like now they have a whole bunch of crazy stuff that you can do from the the modding community but anyway my original idea behind that question is along the lines of like when you have a game like gta 5 online or red dead redemption 2 online you have to like those games are inherently single player experiences from the get-go like there's there's not a whole lot of room in Rockstar's storytelling to transition that to a fully multiplayer experience. So what they did is they basically make two different games. One's a multiplayer version of the game, and then one's the single player. And the multiplayer version, instead of, like say, playing Link or Trevor or um, uh, J- John Marston, whatever, instead you're playing as you know some kind of character that you create everybody else is doing the same thing and then they throw you into the middle of that wide open world and they place you know different like missions and story events and stuff like that that don't really have anything to do with the single player but kind of add to the world uh on their own that are separate from it and might include some characters from the story that you're familiar with or or whatnot and it kind of like I guess third parties it to a degree to where you're not like um, uh, you're not like made this the most important man in the wild wild west or in this case Hyrule. Instead, you're just one of the people of the world who is happening to do you know this mission with friends. Uh, and one of the things I thought about that with is like the Colosseum in Breath of the Wild. So there, you know, for those of you who don't know or have not yet had the courage to go in there, uh, there's a pretty, pretty big coliseum in Breath of the Wild near Hyrule Castle, and it is filled with pretty high-level enemies. Like no matter what time you go in there, usually it's it, they're pretty high level, from the Zolfos to. Um, uh, a damn Lionel in the middle and corruption everywhere. Uh, and I'm thinking like in Breath of the Wild 2, since like supposedly Calamity Ganon has been vanquished and, you know, a lot of that corruption stuff should be mostly gone, right? That, hey, you never know. Yeah, that they could like restore that Colosseum and they could kind of like host fights or host arena type battles or, you know, like old school gladiator combat stuff. And, you know, you and your your buddies could participate in some way, whether it's like you fighting against each other or you guys taking on uh, a specific event where you have, like Kevin said, fight a whole bunch of enemies together in a survival mode type kind of thing, but not quite Battle Royale. Um, so that that was what kind of my What if players got to be it. enemies? Yeah, yeah exactly. That. That's what I mean. Like you could do PvP. Forget being a horse. I could be a Chew. Yeah, there you go. Or a Lionel. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not against this idea, but like, I think that you you said something that just struck me, Taylor. Where it's like they pretty much created a new game. I think like this is just its own game, like it's its own thing. 
and I think it could be really cool. Just like it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to, you know, any like it doesn't need to be tied to Breath of the Wild two. It doesn't need to be tied to whatever. Like this could honestly be its own thing, where like the main selling point and the main focus of development is this online infrastructure. Hey, I'm I'm down for it. I mean, if you're gonna do something, right? Like let's go all in. I I think I'd rather that, but. Well, that kind of leads us to our, our next question in that, if not Breath of the Wild 2, do we think multiplayer should make some type of return to the Zelda franchise, and how would we like to see it done? I mean, multiplayer should, and multiplayer will make a return to Zelda. I think that it's inevitable. Um, you know, I I like, you know, I like the Four Swords, Triforce Heroes kind of approach where it's a little bit goofy. It's a little bit fun, but I also think that you know there is room for, with these with these large open worlds, there is room for a player or two players or three players or four players in this, in this world. It could be connected. It could be really fun. Um, so I, I definitely think that it should make a return to Zelda. You know, we know, we know how it can be done and how it can be done well, like in Triforce series of Four Swords. And I would totally be open to a new version of that. Like I still really want four swords adventures to be, you know, ported to the switch with online oh, yeah. play, but That'd be great. we also, we also know how it could be done as some of the ideas that we've talked about here. You know, it might be rougher at the start as Nintendo kind of figures this stuff out, but I, I think that it would be, you know, I, I'd love to see them try. Yeah. I, I don't think that I see this happening anytime soon. But I would really like to kind of go with your idea from earlier and see see them tackle a Zelda MMO. I think that's a really interesting and very, very unique road, not necessarily in terms of the gaming industry, but a unique road for Nintendo and especially Zelda. Uh, and I'd love to see what Nintendo's take would be on that, provided they could actually handle doing an MMO. I think I like to see more of the Triforce Heroes vein, where it's like, it's a goofy side game that's really fun, and it's built with multiplayer in mind, like 100%. Um, I'd love to see the Breath of the Wild like co-op experience. I don't know. I, I have to see it to to make an opinion on it, though. See I think that's fair. I, yeah, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Don't lie to me, Kevin. We all know you want Hyrule Warriors too. Oh, I want Hyrule Warriors too, like right now. Yeah, that's a given. I will say this, that would be a excellent way to entice people to renew their Nintendo Switch online subscriptions if they announced a multiplayer Zelda game, oh, yeah. be it an MMO or something that you you need an internet connection for to entice people to play online. So I think that uh, there there is going to be more of a focus on those online type of multiplayer games, because I mean... You know, really, you can only play Smash and Splatoon for so long before you need something else. So this is the part where they shadow drop Four Swords Adventures and Four Swords onto the Switch eShop uh, tomorrow morning? That would be so cool. I'm expecting a Nintendo Direct sometime in September. Can you imagine if they were just like, hey, Four Swords Adventures is out today? I want it. I, I'm down. Oh! That'd be so cool. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen, but that'd be so cool. See, then we could stream us playing and and throwing each other off ledges oh man i would just the schemer in me is coming out already thinking about <laughs> how that playthrough would go that's gonna do it for us though this week we hope that you thought that this episode was really cool um i had a fun time chatting with all you guys thank you for coming on the show ko yeah pleasure it's always a pleasure thanks for having me you are the blast from the past man we're always happy to have you thanks taylor we hope that you guys were happy to have all of us back after last week off as well. Um, of course, head on over to iTunes and Podbean and all of your other major podcast apps. To check out the Champions Cast. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us a review. We've had a lot of great iTunes reviews lately. Really appreciate it. So um, shout out to you guys for taking the time to do that. Uh, if you if you leave some reviews, we'll read them on the show. So leave us uh, leave us your funniest, gushiest reviews, and we will read them out. 
Um, you can head on over to Twitter. You can check me out at Spateri316. You can check Taylor out at GIF underscore Bluehawk. You can check Kevin out at Shabazzle. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, have a good rest of your weekend, boys. And we will see you guys next week.